Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks and treasuries rose. The dollar sank as investors digest. The Fed Chair Janet Yellen's Jackson Hole speech, which didn't take the hawkish tone the market feared. Oil edging higher with Hurricane Harvey grinding toward the energy-rich Texas coast. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 1% higher by 45 cents a barrel to 47 88. Gold up 440 the ounce, up three tenths of 1%. The tenure up 730 seconds with a yield of 2.17%. S&P up 9 to 2448, up four tenths of 1%. The Dow up 73, up three tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up five, again there of one tenth of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you, Mr. Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Masser in our Bloomberg 1130 studio, 1148 in the Bay Area, and 248 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Ramesh Paniru, a columnist for Bloomberg View. Two companies that make solar panels are asking the government for tariffs to protect them from foreign competitors. Other companies warned that by raising prices and shrinking the market, tariffs would eliminate up to 88,000 jobs in other parts of the solar industry. If so, they'd fall into a long American tradition of self-defeating trade restrictions, as a trade lawyer Scott Linscombe details in a new paper for the Libertarian Cato Institute. Again and again, America's imposed restrictions only to find that they cost an enormous amount of money per job saved in the protected companies while destroying many jobs in other companies. Tariffs on Japanese motorcycles in the 1980s, for example, cost consumers about $350,000 per job saved. When the Obama administration imposed tariffs on Chinese tires, it cost consumers about $900,000 per job saved. Policymakers never seem to learn anything from these failures. That's good news for those solar panel companies, just not for anyone else. I'm Ramesh Paniru. For more View, please go to BloombergView.com or View Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time, also at 548 a.m., 848 a.m., and 1148 a.m. Wall Street time right here on Bloomberg Radio. We had a big storm bearing down on Texas. Hurricane Harvey uh, getting near that state and the Gulf Coast and a lot of questions about the impact it might ultimately have on things like the telecommunications infrastructure. Let's get uh, some perspective from uh, folks over at Verizon. Leo Perot is executive director of networks uh, at Verizon uh, with us from Little Rock, Arkansas. That's where he's based and that's where we find him on the phone. But he follows and covers the Texas territory in the Gulf region. Uh, Leo, nice to have you here. First of all, tell us um, what you folks are expecting in terms of potential damage here. And I know at this point it's a lot of speculation. Let's hope the storm, you know, comes off easier rather than worse. But what do you have to prepare for in this kind of situation? Yeah, absolutely. And so everybody's aware of the, the weather forecasts that are coming, and it's predicting quite an event for us in that area of, the, of Texas. So, you know, frankly, if you're waiting until, you know, the, you hear about the news and the storm is forming in the Gulf of Mexico, then you're actually way too late. And so, you know, we continually prepare the way we engineer and design our networks that we think gives us, you know, the advantage of, of making sure our networks can sustain and 
uh, be sustained during an event like this. But, um, and, you know, as it nears the coast, you know, there's a, just a checklist of things that we're working on to make sure that we're prepared. So uh, that includes everything from, you know, the refueling and making sure your generators are topped off and ready to go and you got your vendors supported and people staged. Uh, ready to take action if, in fact, we do see some impact. Leo, how much mobile net- networks or mobile equipment do you keep on hand so that when the, you know, uh, your existing infrastructure goes out that you've got mobile systems in place to kind of hopefully pick up uh, what's been put down by the storm? Absolutely. So, you know, we have staging facilities, you know, spread throughout Texas that are prepared with equipment to replace or repair anything that's damaged, as well as we have our our key vendors that work with us very closely in situations like this so that if indeed we do need more additional equipment, you know, they're right there for us, ready to go. So we feel very confident. We feel very good about uh, that we have all the equipment staged and ready to go. Yeah, but you can never you never know, right, in a situation like this. You know, you really don't. I mean, we've had situations in the past, most recently last year, just about this time, we had the floods in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if there's, you know, enough damage to one of our facilities, you know, call it a, a cellular tower, uh, you know, we roll in temporary assets and we've got those temporary assets ready to go. So if we can't repair the, the asset that's right there, it's either covered up in water or, you know, uh, its tower gets impacted in some large scale way, you know, we actually have temporary assets that we would roll in and connect uh, to replace that particular facility. It's all about, I mean, you mentioned all of this mobile equipment that you've got to make sure it's in place, rolling it into place, making sure it's ready to go. Uh, but it's as simple as also you guys are working on sandbags and things, right, to protect facilities. Absolutely. So in the areas that are prone to this type of damage, um, you know, we actually elevate our cell sites when we build them. So if we know that there's mm-hmm. some risk of that, the flood, the floodplain, as an example, you know, we actually elevate so that they won't be impacted. But, you know, the ones that are in question, because the, the water is uh, predicted to be so extreme in this particular case, we are doing the sandbagging. We're doing everything we can to protect our assets in advance. Tell us about, you know, on the ground right now, what folks are doing at Verizon. You know, we're in a good spot right now. Mm-hmm. We've been preparing all week. Um, at this point, we've we've got our emergency operations centers open and monitoring the network and monitoring the weather. Um, I, I'd say we're pretty well done with the preparation, and now we're in monitor phase. And as the storm starts to uh, move in closer to the coast, you know, we're prepared to, to take whatever actions necessary to restore the network if, uh, if there are any impairments. I'm always curious, too, about a company, you know, that they've got to – they have money to spend on capital expenditures and they, you know, kind of try to allocate it, you know, where they think they'll get the kind of the most bang for the buck uh, for the company. In a situation like this, things for emergency situations, how much do you, you know, does the company allocate to things like this? Um, you know, do they tend to overspend or underspend? Uh, because you never know whether or not you're going to yeah. be facing these kinds of situations. Well, you know, those are investment decisions that have to be made over time, as I indicated earlier in the uh, conversation, because if you wait until this point, you're too late. Mm -hmm. So we we have seen and we have experienced, you know, these types of um, storms along the Gulf Coast all the way to Florida and up the eastern uh, coast as well. So we actually have made significant investments in things like the generators that we put at our cell locations. I mean, the vast majority 
I mean, a very high percentage of our cell sites in this area that it could be impacted by this storm uh, tomorrow have permanent generators. And, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody does that. But yeah. at Verizon, we feel very strongly that that's, that's a needed thing for our customers in this area. How is technology advancing so that, I don't know, in terms of situations like this, hurricanes, tornadoes, what, what it, whatever it might be, um, that telecom isn't so vulnerable yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one. There's a lot of technology that's being, you know, explored that, um, that things in, along the lines of mesh networks that have, you know, self-healing capabilities. Um, we're not quite there yet in all these, in, in the areas that we're talking about, but I think we are making great progress towards that. So um, when it has a storm of this size, however, and it's going to impact the geography that it has the potential to impact, uh, you know, I, I think we're probably a little ways from that. Your advice to individuals uh you know, who are in the path uh, of the storm in terms of telecommunications? Sure. You know, we, we put out press releases that talk about the basics of making sure your your phones are charged, making sure you have, uh, you know, external battery sources that you can use to recharge. Um, we also recommend, you know, text messaging is still a very viable way to communicate with, uh, you know, friends and relatives mm-hmm. while leaving the capacity on our network for the first responders and those that are in need of emergency. So, yeah. you know, it's those types of basics, having, you know, your car charger with you, all those sorts of things that we think will, uh, you know, will aid our customers in making it through this storm. Well, good to get some time with you, and we wish you well and, and do stay safe and hope uh, hopefully the storm veers a different direction. But uh, good to get an update from you. Leo Perot, uh Executive Director of Network at Verizon, based in Little Rock, Arkansas, but again, uh, covering that Texas area where Hurricane Harvey is headed. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Master on this Friday afternoon, and this is Bloomberg Radio.